Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything new riff. We're actually going to do a newer riff on the new riff, if you will, as Andy will elaborate on in a minute. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, you know. <clears throat> this specific episode was a little bit of a, you know, we're doing something a little different as far as our style. Special a little, Friday yeah, episode. A little different as far as our release, and this was a little... Uh, Kind of, it was your brainchild, actually. So, yeah. Well, like, how, tell, just talk real quick. Why did you? Uh, how did you decide to come up with this? What, what are you going for here? So this is something that um, I was actually able to get a hold of it uh, off the shelves of Party Source. Uh, I don't know how widely available this bottling from New Riff is across both the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, or even across just the U.S. But um, it was something that I picked up at Party Source, uh, just kind of on a whim a few months back. Was it a Party Source pick, or just uh, was at Party Source? Um, well, let me read it. Um, I think it's just a general, just single barrel. It's not like an gotcha. actual Party Source pick. But it's a single barrel. Gotcha. Yeah, it's still a single barrel. But it's almost kind of a party. Like I feel like they're so connected yeah. just because of their their proximity. Like New Riff is actually in yeah. the parking lot. For, yeah, they got like their main operations there. Yeah, like, they're right the bar, there next to Party Source. Yeah, so yeah. They, they, I feel like there's almost like a joint a jointness to them, regardless. Yeah, so it's something I kind of decided, like I said, to pick up on a whim. Yeah. Um, and we're just kind of like I said, we're or like John said, we're you know just deciding to sit here and do a special you know Friday episode. Of Fry, it. Friday, episode. yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, you because, texted me about the idea. I thought it sounded great. Yeah, because you know the one that I picked up from New Riff is a um, it is a single barrel sour mash uh, rye barrel proof rye from New Riff distilling over there in um, Newport, Kentucky, yep. right across the river from us in uh, Cincinnati. Hell yeah! So it was something like I saw it. and I was like, you know what? I'll buy it. I'll see it. Normally, I like New Riff. Yeah. So, so far, done, I like this bottle. So we've done a new riff episode before. That's why this is a newer riff on an old tradition. And uh, we're going to release this episode on Friday. So Andy, give them a little recap on new riff, uh, you know, right across the river, as you mentioned. Talk to them a little bit about the single barrel rye, and then we'll do the tasting. Of course. So for a complete history of everything new riff distillery, uh, you know, like you said, John, we released an episode previously. It's actually uh, episode 20 for us. A new riff on old traditions. Um, this episode will be a newer riff on old traditions. Sure. But um, just as a brief recap, uh, new riff was founded in about 2014 uh, and has been independently owned since then by one family with a focus for them on the quality of the bourbon product. Sure. Uh, and also reshaping kind of what the bourbon game, at least in their eyes, you know, is now and could be for the future. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, you know, within doing that, they've definitely created a niche for themselves in Kentucky history and bourbon history. Um, yeah, very impressive distillery for how young they are. Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, as you know, as exemplified that, you know, they quickly got themselves on the Kentucky craft bourbon trail, which is very associated with the Kentucky bourbon trail. Yeah. Um, and you know, they've also gained massive recognition, especially in the last about, I want to say about probably four to five years, since about 2018 at least, for the quality of their products, for the range of their products, um, 
just everything surrounding how good they actually are mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Um, just various awards for that. Sure. Um, and it's something that, you know, ex- is exemplified across the range just from their standard bourbon and rice to their single barrel projects to the to like their special bottlings that they do, um, barrel picks, everything like that. Because I think it was something that like they started out, they did, I want to say they kind of sat there and took some, a little bit of a different approach to single barrels on everything. Whereas, you know, most standard, at least bourbon distilleries are like, well, we have to veg you, we have to do all this stuff. I think New Rift kind of take, took the approach of, sure, we'll let you do a barrel pick. Sure, we'll let you do all these different stuff uh, associated with kind of that barrel picking program that most distilleries have and that they have too. And that's how they gained a little bit of notoriety, at least in the Cincinnati area, and then more broadly speaking. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, definitely something different. They kind of did not want to selectively do it. They want to kind of shotgun the map in terms of who they're um, offering those barrel picks to. Uh, it's my impression from them doing it. But... That's just a brief recap of the distillery as a whole. And they, I think they have two different um, locations there in New, northern Kentucky. I think obviously the main one is um, right there in the, like right next door to the party source there in Newport, Kentucky. Right. Um, it's like the face of the operation. Yeah, that, uh, for most people, that's the face of their operations. That's where you can go and like do their gift shop. I think maybe some tours. I'd have to go back there, and look. I think look. there's like a, like a smaller tour there. Okay. There might be smaller tours there. Because you're not like seeing like the full operation, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have their um, aquifer bar there. Um, it's, of course, a rooftop bar, which is, you know, something that anytime we can get at least good weather here in Cincinnati, like everybody just loses their minds about <laughs> wanting to deal with rooftop bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they also have like another operation, I think, off site from that that does a lot more of the distilling, the aging, all of that stuff. Right. Uh, which I don't, I know it's in Northern Kentucky, but I don't know exactly where that is. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, me neither. So I'd have to go back and look and do more research on exactly where that is. But like we were discussing at the beginning of the episode, um, this one will be solely for a new product that they started to offer um, in. I want to say mid to late last year, 2021, um, something that they started offering new for New Riff, uh, which is a um, a single barrel rye pick, which, like I mentioned, uh, let me get the bottle here again. It's a barrel proof, you know, single barrel barrel proof sour mashed rye whiskey from them. And this okay. bottle specifically, or that came from a single barrel, of course, they always do... Um, without chill filtration, but this bottle um, came from barrel number four five zero six for them, and was bottled at one hundred and four point three proof. Um, and like I said, uh, is a straight rye whiskey coming from New Riff. Love it. Um, and it's actually something. It was actually using an old or an in-house mash bill for them, and. Um, I think that's about it. It's you know it's a four year old, um, it's a again about a four to five year old 
uh, rye whiskey because it's something that they do, you know, they try to do as much of their stuff as they can around that whole bottled and bond labeling and everything where they try to do, you know, at least 100 proof, uh, four years old, all that stuff that bottled and bond would require. Right. Um, and, you know, they always, like, at least this for the rye, I don't remember for the bourbons, but they, I would assume it's the same thing. They always try and bottle from very select barrels for their single barrel program that at least that is not a, like a barrel pick, store pick, whatever. Okay. Um, obviously, cause obviously like store picks or barrel picks, something like that. That's very select. Right. So they're, um, just their single barrels that they release, you know, something of like, they'll always choose, you know, those choicest ones that they have. Um, and it'll always choose the ones that's like the best of the best at the time they select it and say, okay, this can be a single barrel. Everything else maybe we release it as just a general rye or a sure. general bourbon, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's pretty much everything that is new riff in this single barrel rye yeah. that I can think of. Well, um, uh, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, let's everyone pour ourselves a glass and we'll do the tasting. Andy and I already have ours poured. Cheers, sir. Cheers. As always with the tasting, we're going to start with the nose. Very good. Yeah, what are some... Uh, I, yeah, I like the smell a lot. What are some uh, some notes you're picking up in the I'm nose definitely getting a very, very chocolatey note. A little bit of like a mint note that I get off of stereotypically rye or rye-heavy mash bills. Like a minty note or like a kind of a minty freshness there. Yeah, I'm getting uh, some... I think I'm like picking up a little citrus with that. And then a lot. I'm getting a little bit of oakiness as well. Okay, yeah, like a little, like a little hint of like it's like if you, yeah, like barrel aged, like chocolate, like mint chocolate, right? Orange mint chocolate, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, let's give it a taste. It's not. It, I feel like rise of a very distinct flavor usually it's not very a very rye rye if you will yeah it's not quite as rye rye i mean the only other one closest to kind of the flavor profile on the palate at least is the um when you and i for your bachelor party we went to visit um rabbit hole the mm. derringer oh yeah rye or yeah i think it was the derringer rye um that they have there but the rye whiskey from rabbit hole Kind of similar in that it's very, very like mint forward. Yeah. Kind of like spearmint a little bit with that. I'm um, getting the, the 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 mint. I'm getting the orangey zest from yeah that I also got in the nose. I'm getting some black pepperiness. Still, like I said, not um, it's very, not a stereotypical com- rye. Not at all very a stereotypical rye, but very complex, very tasty. I really like it. I think it's yeah. very smooth. Yet also has a lot of different flavors in it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's like it's from nose to palate. The palate for me kind of doesn't last as long, right. but it still lasts a long I agree. Not, enough time that I like, I enjoy it. Not a long, go back. not a long finish, but I think that's a it's a good thing because I still am getting a little bit of the peppery, orangey zestness and in, in, in the finish, and I yeah. it makes me even though because it fades away relatively quickly, it makes me want more. Like it makes me oh, want yeah. to go in more for, a, for another sure. drink. And this is like really, this really like it. Oh yeah, I I love it. I mean, as evidenced by. Even before this episode, I finished probably at least a third to half of it. Sometimes you um, do that. Sometimes yeah. I buy a bottle for the podcast, and I'm like, man, I, the, the yeah, mice must like have gotten it. into this, because yeah. I don't remember drinking all of that. But, um, I mean, it's one that, like, 
definitely, like we've been saying, I think it stands up on its own, you know, is able to drink neat or with a little bit of water or ice in it. But even if you wanted to put it into like a cocktail that would balance out those flavors, I think yep. like across range is great. It's, you know, again, seems like a very versatile whiskey, especially for being a rye. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of in that stereotypical where bourbons and ryes are nowadays, at least in America, price wise. You know, it's like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, New so, Rip's not cheap. Yeah, they're definitely not cheap, but that's kind of like that 50 to $60 price range seems to be on the marketplace where most bourbons and ryes are going. So it's kind of pricey. Yeah. Like it's pricey, but I think it's well worth it. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share on your social media every episode of Distilled Discussions. Follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.